One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to your brand new episode of the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast, of course, with me, James, and Rob Lilly should be there as well if all has gone to plan. Rob, are you there? <laughs> that was almost <laughs> with the same confidence as a Eurovision host crossing over to, <laughs> to like North Macedonia and hoping that the, the, the satellite link has held up. Yes, I'm here. Hello. How are you doing? Are you right? Yeah, all good. Yourself? Yeah, all right. Yeah, not bad. For some reason, I'm dressed quite smart today. This never happens. I appreciate this is useless for the listeners, but I'm wearing like a shirt and a jumper. Like I've got a proper collar on. Like, that never happens. I can feel it. I can feel you've made an effort. The The voice sounds even more confident as usual. I like it. Yeah, I just feel a bit bit more composed, a bit more considered. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the episode will be less chaos than normal. Maybe not. Who knows? Well, we'll see. Um, Quickly, Rob, I want to start with something from a few weeks ago. Somebody got in touch and said uh, they'd love to hear our top 10 Eurovision songs of all time. Of course, it was ESC 250 voting period. It just closed earlier this week. Uh, We've both done ours, haven't we? We certainly have. Do you uh, do you want to tell people what your what your top three was? We don't need the full list. You can check out the full list from both of us, our full top tens at your trip podcast on Twitter. But go on, who was in your top three? Uh, my top three were Madame Monsieur, of course, uh, then Barbara Pravi from 2021, and Sam Ryder, a new entry. How very hipster of you picking Sam Ryder. <laughs> How about you? What were yours? Uh, so my uh, so my eight went to uh, Mons Heroes 2015 mm-hmm. Sweden. Uh, Ten points to and this song does not get enough respect. Christine Goldbranson, Norway 2006. Alf Danson. Wow. Okay. And my twelve go to former host of the Eurovision Song Contest, Edcilia Rombly and uh, Hemel Enarda, which is definitely yeah, that not was a rogue well, it's definitely not how you say the name of the song. Um, and you say Rogue Choice, but honestly, I absolutely, well, obviously I put it as my number one. Love it. Mm. I, I, very quickly as well, I'd love to know uh, what would have been your 11th song? If What was the one that didn't quite make the cut? If I say it was a song that came up a lot during the series of the contest in me, does that help? It is presumably Euphoria then, is it? <laughs> no, actually, no, yeah. Is it yeah, not? <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can see why you thought that. No, I think the song that just missed out for me, and also that's impressive, isn't it, that neither me or you have got euphoria in our top 10. <laughs> I've only just realised that. Uh, my song that just missed out, so honourable mention to Mickey Joe Hart. We got the world. Ah, oh, well, you went for Mickey. I'll go for Nikki French. Mickey and Nikki, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, very good. I mean, is that our names now? If we ever do a drag show, we can be Mickey and Nicky. Mickey and Nicky, yeah. <laughs> That's the two of us. Uh, yeah, that was our vote for ESC 250. We'll just have to wait a few weeks. New Year's Eve, of course, is when the full 250 songs will be played and the number one, which will still be Euphoria again, will, will be revealed. Uh, but closer to home, we've got an episode of the Eurotrip to get on with. Shall we do it? Let's do it. It's time for the Eurotrip. As you know, Alessandro always said, take it away. 
For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. It's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! <laughs> so Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face to face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, but it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there, my name is Martin Ostadol. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And this week we are changing gear a little bit as we are gearing up for the Junior Eurovision Song Contest of 2022. You weren't sure what year to say then, were you? <laughs> I was doing my notes earlier on, Rob, and I was like, why is nothing coming up when I'm typing in Junior Eurovision 2023? Nothing's coming up yet. Yeah, I'm a one year ahead of myself, forgive me. Who, who are you fooling that you do notes for this? <laughs> yeah, the notes start like this. Junior Eurovision 2022, and then the residents just blank. <laughs> or indeed, Junior Eurovision 2023, as you just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the Junior Eurovision Song Contest of this year is just a few days away now. Of course, it's taking place on Sunday evening in the Armenian capital of Yerevan. Uh, me and James are not there because, one, it's quite far, two, we're quite busy, and three, it's a nightmare to get to. So well done <laughs> for everybody who has got there. But that doesn't mean that there is no Junior Eurovision coverage on this podcast because we're going Junior Eurovision bonkers yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a dive into our archives as well aren't we uh, and bring you some chats we've had with the likes of ralph mackenbach who won junior Eurovision a few years ago stephanie we spoke to her last year she will be known to you of course representing greece last year at eurovision but she represented the netherlands at junior Eurovision a few years beforehand and we'll also be hearing from Lee Smithest again, of course, the BBC's Head of Delegation at Junior Eurovision 2022. Talking of which, we will also be crossing live to Yerevan on this episode, but we don't know who from the BBC team we'll be talking to. <laughs> so we've got all that and more to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome along for another week with us here on the Eurotrip. And I said before we even got into the opener, I was like, maybe this episode will be less chaos than normal. I can tell you already that's definitely not the case, because as we've just said, we put out an invite to the BBC team in Yerevan, said it would be great to chat to somebody there, of course, chat about what's going on with Junior Eurovision. And they said, yeah, absolutely. Just don't know who yet. So someone is joining us <laughs> while we're recording this week's episode, but we don't know who. So you'll find out along with us, unless you've already spoilt it for yourself and probably, probably read the, the description of the podcast. But maybe we should leave <laughs> it out, actually. Maybe we should leave it as a surprise. Yeah, honestly, we're, we're not making this up either. We've literally sent them an invite. We're sitting online, Rob and I were chatting, and that invite has just been sent to the BBC. So at some point between now and the end of the episode, somebody is going to appear. We don't know who it is. You don't know who it's going to be. So hopefully, hopefully it all goes well. Yeah, so stay tuned for that as we all find out who will be joining us together. But James, a big old week since we last spoke to you, because of course, unless you're living under a rock, you will know that it has been Spotify wrapped over the last few days. Spotify wrapped, always a day when I imagine Apple podcast users and Apple music users just feel a little bit jealous for, for one day a year. No, no, we get our own. We get something called Re... It might be called Rewind, actually. I was about to say that, man. Where did they Come get on. that name from? It might be called Come Replay, on. actually. So we get our own version. I don't think it's as good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, big in the world of Spotify users and big in the world for people who are on Spotify podcasts. Did you call it that? I don't know. I'm not a Spotify user, Rob. But we got some great stats about our podcast anyway, which were pretty mind-blowing. Oh, didn't we ever? Yeah, these are nuts. And it just makes it so worthwhile and makes us so thankful that so many of you out there are listening to this nonsense every week. James, do you want to take us through some of the numbers? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks to everyone who sent us screenshots where it said, again, I'm not a Spotify user. I can't remember what it says. It says something like, 
the Eurotrip is in your top five most listened to podcasts. Yeah, still, that's pretty insane to us. The fact that some of you or some of your favorite podcasts are, is us. That's wonderful uh, and remarkable. But yeah, some great stats for us as well. Uh, the podcast saw a, a 95% increase of followers, which is just nuts. We've been listening in 65 countries. Uh, and this one, Rob, honestly, your podcast was in the top 10, uh, sorry, top 10% most shared globally. Top 10% most shared globally of all podcasts in the world. Ours was shared in the top 10% of all podcasts. Is that not yeah. insane? Yeah, welcome along to this uh, board meeting of the Eurotrip, everybody. It's great to have you <laughs> along. Uh, we're just going to do some more uh, annual review um, of, the, of the figures, um, if you've got anything to input. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've got some expenses we can go through in a minute if you want. Uh, well, if you can just send those and address them to Rob Lilly of the Eurotrip podcast, that would be great. Right, okay. I was going to send them to the hello at Eurotrip podcast email and just see if anyone replied, by which it would be either me replying to myself or you replying. Uh, also, very, very quick thanks. And as James said, loads of you have been sending us your kind of screenshots of us being your number one podcast or us in your top five. So thank you so much. Just going to pick out a couple of people. Uh, thank you to Paul, who tweeted us. He said, congrats. As a new listener, brackets, since your Turin travails, been <laughs> loving Rewind and the in-depth interviews. Fascinating and fun. Thanks, as ever, for your support for the amazing at We Are Dommy as well. Oh, we Are Dommy. Should we get him back? Should we get We Are Dommy back on? Oh, is it Christmas treat? Uh, is this going to be another rogue promise that we've, we've made? <laughs> is it going to happen? That'd be nice. I'd love to hear how We Are Dommy are spending Christmas. That would be nice. Let's, let's try and make that happen. There you go. You heard it here first. Honestly, I would love nothing more. That would be lovely. Maybe we can try. Maybe we can try and make that happen next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you've got anything to get in touch about, we always love to hear from you. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. There it is then. We know things are getting busier in the world of Eurovision, in the world of junior Eurovision. It's a very, very busy time. And James, honestly, before we know it, Christmas will be on the other side of the festive door and it'll be full steam ahead to Liverpool, right? <laughs> on the other side of the festive door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what to say. Maybe uh, yeah. Maybe if life were a, were a revolving door then Christmas will soon be on the other side of said door. Right. Do you want to do the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably should, probably should. Uh, the big story, I, for one, am delighted about this. James, don't know how you feel about this. You're not, you're not a big clubber, are you? No, it's not my scene, I must admit. Not your scene. So basically, I need some pals. Uh, in the Euro, <laughs> I need some pals in the Euro Club next year. Uh, so we have now got the news that Euro Club will be returning for 2023. Very, very exciting. The OGAE International Committee, made up of the 42 fan clubs around the world, they've announced that it's coming to. This is the name of the venue, by the way, not a Eurovision Act. Camp and Furnace is the name of the venue in Liverpool. It's in the famous Baltic Triangle. And it's going to be very, very exciting. So yeah, nine nights from Friday the 5th to Saturday the 13th of May next year. Are you sure you can't be persuaded? No, I was wondering if, if Eurovision want to put on some sort of like Euro board game club instead and we can just have hot chocolates and play Monopoly. I don't know. Can we, can we do that with some Eurovision artists instead? That's more my scene. Do you want a hot chocolate in May? Yeah, I think, well, it's going to be in Liverpool, so yeah, I think we'd probably still need it. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, it's not far from the Mersey. That wind will be whipping in off the Irish Sea. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, a few other bits, by the way, just to tidy up, that I've I've just found sort of rummaging around here in a drawer in the news desk. Uh, Ireland have provisionally uh, confirmed that Eurosong 2023 will be held on February the 3rd. That was the head of delegation, Michael Keeley, speaking to the Aerovision podcast. So that national final we know returning next year. But yeah, February the 3rd is potentially the date for your diary for that. Over in Greece, both the public and the jury will be helping select the Greek entry for Eurovision 2023. There'll be two committees, one of music professionals, another of members of the public. And that's how they will whittle down their entry 
country over there. And Italy, of course. The big news. We found out the 22 artists who will be competing in San Remo 2023. And yes, before we get any messages, I'm aware that this isn't a Eurovision selection. It just so happens to select their Eurovision act. But some big names in there, including the return of Marco Mengoni, James. Mm, I got away with it last week, Rob. I think I called it a de facto Eurovision national selection. Oh, I think we were on the cusp of some angry emails with that. <laughs> uh, no, very well done. Yeah, it seems to be still getting busier and busier, doesn't it? Of course, there's so much other news this week as we uh, start to prepare for Junior Eurovision on Sunday. But the news for Eurovision 2023 is uh, is piling up. You're listening to The Eurotrip. Your favourite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. So this is the Eurotrip. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, as we know, in your thousands every week. Thank you very much, everybody. And we are hurtling headlong towards, you think I'm going to say Eurovision, I'm not. We're hurtling headlong towards this Zoom call with the BBC Eurovision team and we don't know who will be joining us. James, do you have any preferences? Uh, well, no, I definitely don't want to say I've got a preference in case they don't turn up. But I, don't, I, I think I've got myself in enough trouble after last week saying Toby and Bella are my favourite Swedes. I, I dread the day I've got to speak to another Swede. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. Honestly, when Gustav comes on the podcast, he's going to be human. <laughs> yeah, we're about, I'd say, five to ten minutes away from BBC team member A joining us on the podcast. So we better whittle through everything we've got to bring you as well. Yeah, well, obviously, we are warming up to the Junior Eurovision Song Contest of 2022, which is taking place in the Armenian capital of Yerevan this Sunday after Milena's victory. And as such, we thought we'd delve deep into the Eurotrip archives and find some of our very best stuff from the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Now, James, we start by not going back very far because earlier this year, you, of course, spoke to your friend and mine. We know you love him on the podcast, Lee Smithurst. Yeah, I feel like one more appearance from Lee and he's officially friend of the podcast. What do you say? I think one more appearance from Lee and we can say hello and welcome to the Eurotrip with me, Rob, <laughs> me, James and me, Lee. <laughs> Uh, that tell you what, pencil that in the diary for some point. Uh, yeah, it was just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Maybe about a month ago, month and a half. I'm going to keep going. Two months, three months, some time ago, not <laughs> few too long weeks, ago. few months. <laughs> Do you remember that time recently? Um, yeah, when Lee joined us and he gave us the inside scoop about the BBC taking part in Junior Eurovision for the very first time. Of course, ITV did back in 2003, four, and five, but the UK has been absent ever since. Well, the BBC have taken up the mantle. The are taking part this year and he joined us to tell us everything about it. And then this is what he had to say when you asked him how the whole Junior Eurovision thing and the BBC returning to the contest came about. Rachel and Susie, uh, Rachel our commissioner and Susie's MD of BBC Studios approached me if I would be interested in doing it as exec of Junior and obviously I said I would love to do it but I really wanted to, um, we've got different commissioners for um Junior, because it's obviously commissioned by CBBC. So they were people that I didn't know. And I wanted to meet them. For me personally, I wanted to do something really modern. It was important that if we were going to do it, or if I was going to do it, I wanted to build on the success of Sam. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it with a, a modern entry. And I wanted to find an artist that you could, uh, that I genuinely believed could be a pop star like a Zara Larson or a Mabel and go on to have a career. I didn't want to do it to just be like a one moment of, oh, this is a song and it feels quite young. And I think now more so, um, even in the audition process, meeting lots of youngsters that came into audition, they listen to and they sing Anne-Marie and uh, all those Becky Hill artists. They're not singing young pop, you know, they're not singing nonsensical lyrics. They are singing pop songs and obviously the message can't be too adult in the song but the stuff that they're listening to and the stuff that they enjoy singing themselves are those types of pop songs that I believe Freya's Lose My Head is is one of those songs it's a modern contemporary pop song and that was really key and I think the commissioners at CBBC were all on the same page which was no we sort of want to go on the Sam journey of we want to have a big moment we want to we want to win or we want to do well we're, we're entering to do well 
the lovely Lee Smithurst, who could, who knows, could be joining us in just a few minutes' time. <laughs> it may well be him, yeah. Yeah, great to hear from Lee. You can go back, if you just scroll down the podcast feed, you can go back and listen to that interview in full, where he goes really in-depth about how it all came about, what the process was like to choose Freya Sky, of course, who's representing the UK. Uh, yeah, and just all of your BBC Junior Eurovision needs. Just scroll back and have a listen. From the United Kingdom. I was going to say, should we get to Greece? But it's not really Greece, is it? It's the Netherlands via Greece, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Because Stefania, of course, joined a fairly long list of junior Eurovision artists that have also participated in the Eurovision Song Contest when she did so in 2021. Of course, she would have also represented Greece back in 2020 before the contest was cancelled. But she represented the Netherlands many, many years before that as part of a Dutch girl group called Kisses. Yeah, back in 2016. So we chatted to her about a year ago, just on the eve of the junior contest last year in Paris. Uh, This is what she told us about what it's like to be in the host city for junior Eurovision on the eve of competing. I remember that once we were in our hotel and we were uh, really talking about our feelings, how we felt, and we were all three, I I don't know why, but we were starting to cry. We were like, yeah, we were sitting next to each other. We were looking at each other and we were like, I'm so nervous, hold my hand. (laughs) Yeah, but it was really fun. And we were just three best friends who were singing together. And I think the the most beautiful experience there, it, it was, absolutely the show um but i think the memories backstage and the memories you know in just in just the, the city walking in the city with the three of us i think those memories are like the most beautiful memories for me it's really weird to say but i had a positive pressure you know what i mean so i was not thinking about oh my god maybe this oh my god and oh my god and, and if that, that goes wrong oh what i do you know i i didn't think like that i was only thinking about okay I'm just representing a country, just give everything for your country, fight for it, just do what you like to do, and that is singing, dancing, and just enjoy it, but um, not too much, because, you know, it's work, so (laughs) do not enjoy it too much, but um, yeah, I was not thinking in a negative way, I didn't have a lot of stress, at Eurovision, I had a lot of stress, because it's just, it needs to be perfect with the green screen. And so I had a lot of stress with like the clothes and like my boots with the high heels. Like, oh my God, the green screen. And so, yeah. The lovely Stephanie. I feel like Stephanie would be bloody great at a party. Don't you think? Like she'd be good <laughs> on an act. She'd be good in the Euro club, wouldn't she? I tell you what as well, if the Netherlands host Eurovision again, or if Greece host Eurovision again, she's a shoe in to host the thing. I'm telling you right now, mark your cards, everyone. Do you think Stephanie will come to your like Euro trip hot chocolate board games afternoon in Liverpool? Yeah, I reckon I reckon Stephanie would be well up for a game of Ludo. <laughs> Not a sentence I thought I'd hear on today's episode. <laughs> well, one final dive into the archive then for you. And this is a chat we had quite a long time ago, I think way back in the autumn of 2020 as we were warming up for the 2020 Junior Eurovision Song Contest because we were joined by a Junior Eurovision winner. He is Ralph Mackenbach. He won the contest for the Netherlands in 2009 and has since, and I'd forgotten about this, James. Do you remember this? Ralph has since gone on to become a nuclear scientist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what i remember reading about that we spoke to him i think two years ago didn't we and i remember reading before we spoke to him that that was what he was doing with his life and i thought there was no way no no way whatsoever that's genuine it was wasn't it 
It certainly was. I mean, if you do want to go back, you've got plenty of scrolling to do between all of the episodes and the bonus episodes and everything else that's come between the last time we spoke to Ralph back in the autumn of 2020 and now. But it is worth it because we do ask him about that. But I also asked him whether or not he ever brings up the fact or whether it ever comes up just in life that he has to tell people that he is a junior Eurovision winner. And uh, this is what he had to say. It's not something like I put on a sign everywhere saying, I'm the winner of Junior Eurovision. If it uh, comes up in a conversation, of course, I'll mention it. Um, But I went to karaoke night with some friends I had made uh, abroad. This was in the US. And they noticed that I was very good at karaoke (laughs) because I really went all out that night. Uh, And uh, like a few parties later, it came back again. I'm like, how did that happen? And then I uh, went on to uh, the story. yeah, it is. Uh, people are always very uh, surprised to hear it. And um, even in countries which don't compete, like the US, uh, they do know about it. So, um, yeah, it, it always raises some eyebrows, I'd say, especially in the scientific community. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ralph Mackenbach there, who I seem to remember we had a lovely time chatting to. What a lovely, lovely man. And I believe he is involved in some way in the Junior Eurovision show this weekend. Because, James, I believe, I believe we are celebrating the 20th edition of Junior Eurovision this year. Yeah, there's a whole host of junior winners who have been invited back to perform on the stage again. I think it's going to be very special, especially for some of the early ones who were definitely kids at the time and are absolutely not children anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and I don't think he's involved. We are expecting this Zoom call any second, by the way. So if we like have to stop talking any second now, you'll know what's going on. But I'm pretty sure that Croatia won the first Junior Eurovision Song Contest. That's not the bit I'm pretty sure about. I do know that. They won the first one in, in 2003. But I'm pretty sure the, the, the well, boy, now man, that won it for Croatia back then, I think he's now in some sort of like rock band or like metal band. Like it's very different music than he was singing in Junior Eurovision. That's for sure. I wish I knew this off the top of my head. Yeah, I feel like he's in a band who I don't know the name of, but they've got a very well-known song that everybody will know. And you'll go, no way is the first ever winner of Junior Eurovision in that band. I wish I knew all the other details. I wish I could play you the clip of the song, but honestly, the stat has gone from my mind, so forgive me. (laughs) All that was a waste of time, but I said it anyway. Oh, anyway, we are, of course, very excited because this year, unless you've been living under a rock, I've said that already this week, but unless you've been living under a rock, you'll have also missed this piece of information. The BBC are back at Junior Eurovision, the UK back at Junior Eurovision for the first time in almost two decades, which is very, very exciting. And James Freya Sky, what a fantastic representative for the UK this year. Yeah, she's brilliant, isn't she? I remember a few weeks ago, it was on the day that we spoke to Lee. I woke up to an email from Lee saying, the Junior Eurovision announcement is today. And then half an hour later, Freya Sky was on the TV. We heard a song. We saw her personality. The song's great. She's great. Uh, an all-round great package, isn't it? Certainly is. Should we have a quick bit of it here? Just while we're waiting, here is a very, very quick bit of the UK's entry for Junior Eurovision 2023, performing in position number 12, by the way. This is Fresh Sky and Lose My Head.
Yeah, it's a great, great track, isn't it? You know, when we we mentioned, I feel like he, he's getting a name check every five minutes here. Lee Smithers, when we spoke to him a few weeks back, um, he talked us through the process of, oh, of oh, finding... Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. It's funny you mention him, because he might yes. be on the other end of this Zoom call. Oh, he, oh somebody is here. Should we let them in? Find out yeah, who, who it is. Go on. Hi, I'm Annabelle Williams, the vocal coach for UK Eurovision. And I'm Dan Shipton. I'm the creative director for the UK Eurovision. James, could we be joined by two better people? Honestly, how exciting is this? <laughs> well, we've been joined by you guys. We didn't know who's on the other end either. So it's <laughs> <laughs> It's great that we lasted so, so far then. Ten seconds in, they're still with us. That's great news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a close, close drop off, but Rob doesn't have his camera on, so we stayed. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Show the secrets, honestly. Give them away I already. Know, uh, you guys are speaking to us from Yerevan. Of course, I think you are speaking to us just before dinner time, your time, at this time in which we're recording. But I can only imagine that you're both pretty tired because you landed today. Is that right? Yeah, about five o'clock this morning. Yeah, with a few hours sleep and we're straight into um, rehearsals and meetings and all those exciting things. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, who needs sleep? It must have been pretty relentless so far then. So you land at five o'clock this morning on Tuesday as we're talking. And then is it literally straight to business? No time to chill out whatsoever. No, but I think I think that was kind of good because it got us into it. You know, if we'd if we'd kind of done nothing all day, then I think we'd, we would have prolonged the inevitable. So, I mean, I, I got I think I had about five hours sleep, got up about half past 11, 12 o'clock. Um, and yeah, was straight to Freya's room. And it's not obviously just the same for us. Obviously, Freya's been exactly the same. She got off the flight at the same time, but a day earlier. They had the um, opening ceremony yesterday, and then we've been um, doing things with her today and the postcard filming, and we've just done a rehearsal with her. She's literally um, just gone up to rest again now before our actual first rehearsal on camera tomorrow. That Eurovision kind of timetable is just relentless isn't it i know obviously you two have both been involved in in many kind of adult eurovisions in the past but just to i suppose reiterate to the people listening that junior eurovision isn't this kind of easy ride compared to the adult contest it's kind of the, exactly the same thing with the same you know really really intensive routine well, it's, it's also not just that. They've also got to fit school in as well. So they've got all of the usual schedule and they've got to do their schooling. So, I mean, that is not like a week off either. Well, I said to Freya today, you know, in all the years I did X Factor and Britain's Got Talent, where those days are long, you know how long those days are. This is by far, Eurovision is by far the toughest schedule of anything I think I've ever been involved with. And it's it's no real change for the kids. And yeah, they've got their tutoring as well. It's nuts. But what is really, like we did say earlier between ourselves as well, we're so used to working with different pop stars and, and all the people we do, but we literally get 45 minutes on stage with them um, on camera. And then we're usually going live in front of however many millions of people. But the one best thing about being here for the week is that we get to go on camera a number of times, repeat the process and really kind of refine our performance. And so the best bit about Eurovision, no matter how relentless it is, is that we are able to strive for perfection. I think that's such a luxury as well. Like, oh, it's huge so luxury. environment where you get to have as many rehearsals and just get everything so perfect. So like, you know, we can get all the camera angles perfect and every little bit that she's singing and every dance move is just like really, perfection. It really, it really should be. There's no excuses <laughs> to the end. <laughs> Annabelle, give us an idea about what it's been like working with Freya, because presumably you haven't just been working with her this week. You've been working with her for the past couple of weeks or past couple of months to prepare. What's it like to be working with somebody so young? We know you've been working with Sam earlier this year, James Newman last year. What's the vibe like when you're working with, with somebody who's so young? It, it's honestly, I don't treat her any different, to be honest with honest with you. Um, I treat her exactly the same as I treated James and Sam, and she's totally cool with that. She's up for it. You know, she doesn't want any special treatment. She's a really, really hard worker, and that's one thing I've been so, so impressed with since we first met her in the, in the, the audition process. You know, she, it's not, you know, she's got a fantastic voice, and that's brilliant. That's a great starting point, but it's everything else. It's, it's, it's kind of the personality and and how how hard you have to work and being polite and kind to everybody. And she's just such a beautiful nature. You know, she gets on with everybody. So it's great working with her. I love her very, very much. And I, I couldn't be prouder of her already. You know, she really, really has worked so hard. They all have, all the girls. 
Dan, for you, similar question to to the one that James just put to Annabelle there. How different is it staging a junior Eurovision entry as opposed to staging an, an adult Eurovision entry? Are there any differences or actually are you still craving all of the same things? I think we came into this process, I say we, I don't know if you did, but I certainly came in having to do my research thinking, oh, it's junior Eurovision. Do we have to be less production value? Do we have to do less work? Um, do we have, can we, can we expect, do we have to expect less of our performers? And the reality is I think we're, we're asking more of them in a funny sort of way. They give us more as well. They're so committed um, and they're so yeah, focused on what they're doing. They don't have the kind of complications maybe of an adult life to really kind of sway them. So actually, I feel like we're getting a really amazing high level performance out of it. And as you can see um, from the song, and I know you spoke to Lee Smithhurst um, earlier in the year or whenever it was a few weeks ago, none of we we did we came in as the bbc into this process not wanting to compromise at all on quality and i feel like we're hopefully delivering a performance that is amazing for junior eurovision but was also stand up in the main eurovision i feel like i i think that was our our brief in our heads to ourselves it was like we're not compromising because we're working with children we we want it to be an amazing performance Another one for you, Dan. When you came on board for for Junior this year, how quickly do you get a vision of what you want that staging to look like? Because obviously, until you've heard the song, I think it's very difficult for you to have an idea about what it's going to look like. How quickly does that actually come to you? Um, you're absolutely right. The um, you can't. Re- it has to be about the song. It has to be about the performer. Um, and actually, we confirm. I went into the audition room um, for the final round of auditions with Annabelle. Um, and the songwriter and we sat there and by the end of the auditions we sat in a circle and I told everyone my idea because I've I had it before I went in after listening to the song but I just felt like I needed to see the different girls perform it and then it was all confirmed so the concept absolutely came I mean if the song's right and the performer's right it's a very easy thing to feel what you're going to do obviously you need to hone it but i feel like if if it if the music is speaking to you it comes and then it, it very rarely changes that far from your initial idea if it feels strong enough i was going to say i think it all came together really naturally and really even though it actually was quite quick because even in that audition process the song was still being written in a way mm-hmm. you know there were lyrics being changed and melodies being changed and well, and actually, I was able to say, can we make sure that line stays? Can we add more here? And we can we tell more of this story yeah. to really kind of focus on the character that we've created? So, yeah. And so it was, and, and as that was happening, the kind of the vision, it was getting clearer and clearer as, as the story of the song was evolving. Um, and, and, you know, also with each person that we auditioned in that final process we also kind of had to try and um individualize it for each of them as well and so when it came to Freya's you know we kind of done the same with the other singers as well so when it came to that very final point and she was chosen it just sort of happened very naturally I think as well do you almost feel like you've got a bit of a dream team going on at the moment the two of you Lee Smithers at the BBC and obviously the wider team around him too I feel like are you really getting in tune with each other you kind of already can feel what each other want what each other need to really make a high quality product 100% I I think it definitely you know there's because we're all so used to working together, especially now, like, you know, we have done a few of these now, you just get more and more in tune with each other, which is great. Um, and it feels like we're always all on the same page, which is amazing. And that's not to say, you know, we all speak up and have our opinions and disagree and we disagree, but we all want the same end result. We all want it to be brilliant. We all want it to be a joyous, fabulous performance. And um, and I think we really are kind of all on the same page, which really, really helps. We do kind of know what the other one's thinking and kind of agree with, with each other, which is great. Being the BBC team, obviously at Eurovision, but now being the BBC team at Junior Eurovision, I'm interested to see, I know you guys have have only arrived very recently, but is there a real kind of excitement around the fact that the United Kingdom are back at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest? And you guys, you know, you're part of the team, you're there, and... The UK, here we are, we're taking Eurovision seriously again, of course, which which you guys are our key parts of. 
I think definitely um, there is a, a there is a buzz of excitement around it. I think there is a buzz of excitement around all the countries, though. And I don't know. It's hard when you're on the inside to know whether that is special to you or not. I feel like we're excited to be here. Um, and I feel like we've had a really great reception from the EBU. And we've had a really great reception from the Armenian team who's putting the show together. So that's all been very positive. But then, um, you know, we seeing Freya walk down the red carpet yesterday. Everyone was getting great, exciting responses as well. So. I have no idea. I'd like to think so, but you just don't know. Well, I, I think one thing I really love about Eurovision is just that the way all the countries unite, yeah. everyone is so supportive of each other. And that goes for the main one as well. And that really feels like exactly the same situation here. So everyone is so supportive. There's no, it's very much community over competition. And, and every, although it is a competition, everybody is just being so super supportive. And so, yeah, like last night, everyone was cheering everyone. And that's how it should be. Um, so I think that is a real, real key part of it and not letting the competition bit kind of be too much in the forefront of everyone's minds to the point where it's kind of causing animosity. So it's not doing that at all. That's amazing. Annabelle, can you take us behind the scenes then? You mentioned earlier on that, you know, you arrived, you had a quick nap and then it was straight to Freya's room. What are you doing with Freya as your role as the vocal coach? What exercises are you doing? What, you know, what are you doing? What are you working on together? Well, I think the main thing to, th to bear in mind is that, you know, obviously this is all brand new to Freya. And so it's getting her in a routine where she's learning how to look after her voice, how to deal with the the pressure of it all, you know, um, because singing is so psychological as well as physiological. So the psychological can really affect the vocals. And I mean, she's actually taking everything in her stride. She's been super, super amazing. And But I'm just very conscious of sort of making sure that, you know, even if she's not saying that she's worrying about things, which she isn't, she's been amazing, that we are dealing with those and that actually, you know, it, that it's not affecting her voice in any it's, way. And actually, I one thing I've noticed on my behalf, but I think probably is true for you as well, we're not, we are, it's actually quite beautiful working with the kids because ultimately quite often when we work with the adults, we're having to unlearn things with them. So they've, they've had years of doing bad performances that don't work on camera or work, you know or they sing mm. in a in the wrong kind of way and actually it's not so much unlearning things it's learning things so it's like it's, it's almost like tipped on its head mm -hmm. absolutely and just and just getting her into that routine and we've been doing it a bit leading up to this as well because i really want sort of everything for to be as normal as possible for her so she can enjoy it and wanted to look back on the process and go yeah it was amazing i loved every minute not it was really really stressful you know because it is so full-on and there are such a lot of rehearsals but actually that's a, that's a positive that's a good thing so i mean we generally you know we we do lots of funny noises and we do exercises and, <laughs> and there is a method to my madness um and just go through lots of different things for her to eat and drink and stuff that's good for the vocal cords um just getting her nice and healthy for the days that are to come with the with the busy schedule Annabelle it would be wrong of us not to ask you to hear some of those uh warm-up noises that you do can you can you give Dan some of those exercises and he can do them for <laughs> us let's hear some say how amazing because I can get you guys to do it and I think that'll be, <laughs> that'll be brilliant you know so okay so we start off with things like lip bubbles which go your turn James I reckon you've got I'll, this <laughs> I'll, yeah I'll go for it listen to this yeah, that was very good. You know, you're supposed to be hitting notes as well with that, though, James. <laughs> I don't scale as much. <laughs> I don't have a big enough scale for that. I still need a bit more practice. <laughs> but I'll let you in a little secret on Freya's favourite vocal warm-up. You need the funky backing track, but basically it goes, This is how I warm my voice. Say, yeah, yeah. But it's got <laughs> like Latino backing track to it, so you feel like you're on holiday. And Rob, that one is definitely for you. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I wish I'd taken the vocal bubbles at this Thank point, you. honestly. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> I think we should ask another question. <laughs> it's not easy being a performer, is it, guys? <laughs> you know. I've got to ask you, Dan, I'm going to save Rob's blushes and move on. Dan, I've got to ask you about what your role looks like, because I feel like for a lot of people, maybe a bit naively, they would think that Dan comes along, designs a set, designs a prop or something, and then he puts his feet up for a while. But are you a bit more hands on than that? 
I just, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I've been asleep all day, so it's been absolutely fine. <laughs> um, no, uh, for me, I look at, I'm, I'm all about the visual, right? So um, we come up with an idea, I conceptualize performance, um, I script the entire thing through, and I create um, mood boards and visual aids that allow everyone in the Eurovision team to understand the vision. So what does the lighting look like? What does the costumes look like? What will the screen content look like? What will the shape of the choreography look like? What will the cameras look like? And all of that gets put into one big treat, what we call a treatment that gets submitted, it gets approved. And then it's my job to actually bring that to life. So, you know, on every level, I've had meetings with the lighting designer and made sure. Um, and sometimes I'll send over a previs or I'll send a detailed script for that. Then screen content, I've been working with our studio to create that um, and make sure that it completely matches all the choreography and all the moments of interaction with Freya and the girls. Um, then I also use um, Live Edit, which is the tool that we script on um, to actually make all the camera cuts happen. So I've fully camera cut and fully camera directed the entire performance. Um, and then it is about making sure that all of that then gets delivered on site. So we'll bring all that together with all the rehearsals and just like Annie is focusing on vocal and George um, and Jay, our choreography team will be focusing on movement. I'll be focusing on the camera direction, the bigger picture and making sure that all of that is translated to the audience at home. who are ultimately picking up the phone to vote. This is no pun intended music to the ears of the people listening to this. Cause you guys are just like a well-oiled machine, aren't you? Right? Like all of you, you've just mentioned there, Dan, like yourself and Annabelle and the rest of the team all working so closely together as you have done previously. I mean, we can't leave you down without saying, what can we expect on Sunday? Sunday afternoon, what can we expect to see? How much can you tell us? What you expect to see is a performance that wouldn't look out of place on the main Eurovision stage. Everything about it will be honed to perfection. Freya's performance is worthy of main Eurovision, let alone junior Eurovision. Um, and I hope we've matched all of the visuals with that amazing screen content, um, amazing lighting design, a really cool camera cut and then of course my speciality a prop um, <laughs> and actually um, i just i just saw it for the first time and i literally had goosebumps all over my body it was it looks insane it looks so so good so and that's our standing rehearsal so it'll yeah. only get better from there but um the prop we obviously we made a choice um as always the planning for all our performances starts with any time our artists make an appearance in front of the public. So you will have seen Children in Need, you'll have seen the video to begin with, then you'll have seen Children in Need, then you'll have seen Freya on It Takes Two and some other bits and bobs. So actually the final performance will be the next generation of all of that. So there is a throne, but the throne is so super duper in comparison to any throne that you've seen before <laughs> it's been specifically um made and especially crafted for freya so this is the one only one of a kind um and there's really cool interactive screen elements and um other bits that i'm not going to i'll allude to but not tell you that's going to be really exciting and I know we lost some of Sam's prop along the way on the way to Turin. I think it ended up in Milan or something on the way there. <laughs> uh, has the throne made it to Yerevan safely? That's all we want to hear. Made it to Yerevan via um, Bulgaria, where it was made. <laughs> Good intel. Love that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Annabelle, give us an idea about what the rest of the week looks like. People will probably be listening to this potentially on Wednesday morning. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Still a long week, a lot to cover. What's the plan? Oh, I'm going to be working so extremely hard. I'm such a drill sergeant. No. It's <laughs> very excited about tomorrow morning, um, getting in the arena for the first time and actually performing it. So I think that'll be great once we've done that one because then we can see everything and we can make all the little changes that we want to make to perfect it. Um, but really, it's just getting her into a routine, getting the right balance of, you know, making sure we've done absolutely everything that we could have done to make sure this is the best performance ever without completely wearing her out. So it's, it's about getting the right balance of making sure she rests, she has breaks, she eats well, but also that we're working really hard. You know, we've only got one shot at this. We've only got this one week. So and she feels that more than any of us. You know, she really wants to work hard and get this right so it's just about kind of you know finalizing those last few bits rehearsing every day and just making sure that she's super ready for sunday and ready to have fun that's the most that's important thing so that's isn't it that's the, that's the main thing and it's like when you've got so much going on in your head um i would sort of say like make sure you've like rehearsed so much you've got space in your brain to actually remember to enjoy yourself 
because sometimes people can ruin performances with nerves and actually it should be it should be joyous it should be enjoyable so yeah ultimately i would love her to just come off stage going i couldn't have done any better and i really enjoyed myself that's all we want isn't it precisely yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure uh, a former uk eurovision entry once told us on the podcast remember to remember was the best advice that they've ever been given and yeah that totally makes sense guys we're gonna have to let you go because you've got you've got a dinner date right we've got to let you get onto that because you you're knackered you've only just yeah, arrived yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very 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 last question before we say goodbye uh both of you uh got a got a pretty full diary for may 2023 <laughs> <laughs> silence is golden <laughs> who knows Oh, Dan, Annabelle, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and good luck for the rest Thanks of the week. Thanks for having us. Cheers. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, how nice was that? Yeah, great to have Dan back on the podcast. You spoke to him over the summer. And Annabelle making her Eurotrip debut. Honestly, lovely to be joined by two of the Eurovision Dream Team, or two of the, the BBC Eurovision Dream Team. Yeah, night. We were promised one person, we got two as well. Even better. Yeah, really lovely. And hopefully they go off and have a lovely dinner now. Because I know, as we were saying during that interview, they landed very early in the morning at the time we are recording this. And, and also they are very, very, very hungry because they're just off out for dinner. Yeah, yeah, great to have them on. Best of luck to the whole BBC team. Best of luck to Freya. And of course, we should say it to all of the other artists who are going to be competing on Sunday afternoon. 3pm, I believe the show starts on Sunday. UK time, that is. UK time, okay, good. Thank you for getting that right in my head. And (laughs) we will, of course, be reacting to the result next week here on the podcast. But, James, there is one thing we need to do this week before we say goodbye. It's time for the one second song. That's right. Now, how excited are you when I tell you that this week it's a junior Eurovision special? Is it? Oh, did we not know that? Did you not know that? No, no. Is it actually? Oh, my goodness me. I did send you a message about this. It's not my fault that you did. It's not my fault that you didn't open your messages. Yes, it is a junior Eurovision special of the one second song. Uh, James, it is you to guess this week i'm gonna give you a clue it's a junior eurovision winner that's all you're getting okay thanks for the clue yeah we're, we're, he's gonna play me the very first second of a eurovision song or junior eurovision song indeed uh and all i have to do all we have to do is guess the artist the title of the song the country was representing and the year it took part in junior eurovision what a curveball yeah so you've got less years to choose from from a start and you know it's a winner so i think that's plenty to go on Okay, then. Let's do it, shall we? Go on, then. For the first time, for you and everyone listening, here's this week's One Second Song. Uh, You were very generous as well. I feel like that was much longer than a second. Uh, (laughs) Unhelpful, however. It doesn't (laughs) doesn't help me in the slightest. My junior knowledge, as you know, Rob, is not very good. Yeah, I should have said, here's this week's three-second song. Because again, <laughs> again, I was feeling generous because, as we said, Junior Eurovision special. Do you want it one more time? I don't know if it's going to help, but do you want it one more time? Yeah, let's go. <sighs> yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I'm going to take an educated guess, though. I'm going to say it because I feel like they've won it a few times. Pretty sure they've uh-huh. won it twice or three times. I'm going to say Poland. Okay. I don't know when they've won it. Although they won it recently. I think they won it in like 2018 or 19. Or maybe they won them both. I'll stick with 18. And I couldn't even begin to guess the artist or the song title. So I'm gonna can I just bow out there and say Poland 2018? I mean, you certainly can, which is incredibly impressive because you've got as many <laughs> points as you could have possibly hoped for. You've got two points. It is Poland Incredible. 2018. Well, that is great deduction, isn't it? That is prepping me well for Cluedo in the Eurovision <laughs> Board Game Club next year. <laughs> Cluedo? I thought you were playing Ludo. I'm playing everything, Rob. Monopoly, frustration, uh, tumbling monkeys, bring it on, anything. <laughs> you know we have to make this happen now. Anyway, before we start getting into the planning of that, yeah, here is Roxy Vagel with Anyone I Want To Be. Anyone I want to be 
Used to live in the shadow Now I'm not afraid to risk it all I can talk a bit louder Dam dzień, nie sięga wzrok I just wanna scream at the top of my lungs As if Well, well done Obviously, there's there's one main reason why I picked that song, which would be because uh, because you were there. That was your year. Yeah, of course. That was when I was in Belarus for the Junior Eurovision Song Contest of 2018. So yeah, that was the year that, that Roxy won for for Poland. Wonderful stuff. It always comes back to your time in Minsk somehow. Somehow, it's been a while. It's been a while, Rob. Uh, but that uh, I get two points. Uh, any idea, Rob? On no, the I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. It's been a busy week. <laughs> I'll be honest. The ju- the I was going to say the junior one second song leaderboard. It, let's not turn it into that. The one second song leaderboard on this podcast has escaped my memory. But I'll listen back to last week's, find out where we were at last week, and then we'll pop on your two points and we'll reconvene next week, shall we? Wonderful stuff, yeah, I'll hold you to that. Uh, great week this week, very fun, loads from the archive, great to have Dan and Annabelle on as well, a lovely chat with them too, and I think that, Rob, unless you've got any other business, brings us to the end of this week's episode. I do have no more business, no, that was lovely, thank you for joining us everyone, really appreciate it, and obviously that's a promise that James has now made to everybody, me and James will, between now and May, be planning the Euro Trip Eurovision Board Game <laughs> Club coming to a host city somewhere in the northwest of England near you next <laughs> spring. We've got a lot of time to prepare for that one, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, well, enjoy. You've got, 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 got to find a copy of Tumbling Monkeys before then. <laughs> yeah, enjoy Junior Eurovision, everyone, as I go and dig out frustration from the attic. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Best of luck to all the contestants, of course, Freya Sky and the BBC. I'm sure a lot of you will be rooting for her. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday for a brand new episode of the Eurotrip where we'll be rounding up everything that happens in this weekend's show. So, in the meantime, of course, you can keep up to date with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and rate us five stars from me, James. It's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. The lovely... Ralph McInpat there, who I believe is involved in the show this year. I think it's the tenth, twentieth, tenth. No, whatever is it? <laughs> the twentieth uh, anniversary, Rob. Yeah, twenty years of the that junior Eurovision. Right? Is it? Yeah. It's the twentieth. It's not twenty years. It's the twentieth. Well, I think twenty years is still right. No, it? no, it's not. It's the twentieth edition. The nineteenth year. No, well, how can that be right? How can it be what the twentieth edition and the nineteenth year? It's still the twentieth right. year. It's tw- no, it's not. It's the nineteenth edition. It's the twentieth edition. Say that. That's yeah, which factually means correct. The, which it means it's the twentieth year. No, it's not because it started in two thousand. It started in two thousand three. Yeah, and so two thousand three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, nine, it's the twentieth year, but it's not the twentieth anniversary. I don't think I said 20, I said the tw- 20 years of. I will, in- honestly, I will fight you. Just honestly. say 20th edition. <laughs> this is the clip at the end and people can get in touch with what they think. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 